Hello! Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Do you have seed on your lower back? <laughs> no, <laughs> this isn't an adult film. We're talking about Bulbasaur today <laughs> and his fine friends. Ivysaur Welcome. and Venusaur. That's right. My name is Dave, and I'm joined here with Sarah and Peter. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you for having me again. You're the part of this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're not... <laughs> I passed. I passed the interview. No, it's like I guess you're just saying that so that if it sucks, you could just bail and be like, "Oh yeah, I did this guest spot." <laughs> yeah, guys, I was on two episodes of uh, Daycare Dittos, and oh uh, man, I was just too good for them. <laughs> I, I, I just think that uh, pinch me, I'm dreaming. It's still too good to be true. <laughs> so, it's too good to be true, and we are hitting it at number one, baby. Pokemon number one, number, Pokemon. One, number two, and number three. Yeah, that's right. Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur. The um, they're all the they're all three of them are considered the seed Pokemon, right? Is that is that correct? They are, as well as isn't there another seed Pokemon that weirdly fits into? I guess, I think Execute is also known as the seed Pokemon. Yeah, they weren't they weren't on their game in the first generation. Um, also. Uh, why is it the seed Pokemon when it's obviously a bulb Pokemon? Right, but it's definitely just a plant. I don't. I mean, I guess it, it blossoms from a seed. I think I read somewhere that uh, you know, Bulbasaur is born from the seed on its back, and like, I don't know, without that seed, it wouldn't survive or something like that. We're all born from the seed in our dad's balls. That is actually one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> in many ways, we're all Bulbasaurs. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, he's uh, uh, one of the the three Cantonian starters. Um, he uh, all three of the um, instances of him is uh, grass poison. Um, he's uh, he's just a little guy. He he grows up into being a, a big lug, horrific um, monster. <laughs> <laughs> he's Did a, anybody start with Bulbasaur? playing this game like what was your first choice i was a charmander boy i was a squirtle boy um so when like i said like i i didn't start playing until much later and i recognized that squirtle and charmander were always chosen and always the stars of these three starters so i would i would often (laughs) i would often choose bulbasaur because i felt bad that nobody wanted to play as him so the first time i ever had the experience of choosing one of these starters it was always bulbasaur so yeah. it's a pity choice. It was a pity choice, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, he's really gaining in popularity because he was the underdog for so long. And, uh, you know, I even found out recently that uh, he it's not really deserving uh, to be the underdog. He's, uh, he's, he's really good. Even in uh, the first generation where I thought he didn't shine, he was actually um, hiding his potential from me. You know, and I think that um, I think there's a reason why uh, Bulbasaur is never chosen. I mean, think about the last evolution of Blastoise and Charizard and then Venusaur next to them. You know, it's just like such a lackluster evolution for Bulbasaur, Ivysaur and Venusaur. You know what I mean? So I feel like people are like, oh, I don't want a big fat frog at the end. I kind of want like this cool like fire dragon or this like turtle with guns on its back, you know? Yeah. wider <laughs> yeah like, you know grosser something that i found to be interesting is that bulbasaur starts out to be like 
like 15 pounds and then as a venusaur he's 220 pounds <laughs> like ew if i saw a 220 pound frog thing with a plant on its back i'm like i think it would very slowly back away and then uh when i'm far enough just run screaming yeah and not only is he 220 pounds but he is uh fully evolved venusaur uh clocks in at uh six feet tall uh, six feet seven inches yeah that's scary and i don't i don't know if that's uh length or or height i don't know how you're actually um describing pokemon's height uh at that point but i mean if we're just going height because all of them are just, you know, height and weight. I'm just going to assume from his uh, tiny little baby toes to his um, uh, big, strong uh, flower tip on his uh, on his back. So he is he is the long in stamens. Yeah, he's the the the, the from from boot to to stame. He's uh, six foot seven <laughs> inches. He's he's the the heaviest and the the tallest of uh his uh his other starters so really um, he's taller than charizard he's taller than charizard he's uh taller than blastoise he's heavier than charizard he's heavier than blastoise i didn't actually write down their weights here but i think he's like a full foot taller and like you know he's got like 20 30 pounds on them all right so that that must mean that they're it must mean that they're measuring from like snout to tail or something on him that's what i thought um but uh, again, the, the, the Pokedex, uh, as much as you want to th- think that it, uh, it really gets into the nitty gritty is just, uh, um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of a comic that I saw recently where uh, Ash brings the Pokedex back to Professor Oak and it's kind of broken. So he's just recalling what he, he saw. <laughs> a Venusaur is like six feet tall and like, uh, you know powered by the sun and uh smelled really good and uh that's all i gotta say about that (laughs) when you think about it like all of the information it's like imagine if you sent like a kid to the zoo who's like 10 like you're supposed to be 10 in this game right 10 yeah imagine sending like a kid to be like all right we're doing an encyclopedia of animals go to the zoo and figure it out 10 year old and be like, what did we learn about the African elephant? And he'd be like, big floppy ears. <laughs> and his nose is so big. And he's got a mouth at the end. And they're like, no, I think his mouth is under. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and his teeth go out. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool, 10-year-old. <laughs> so that's what always was so weird to me. Like, is the Pokedex doing the work? Or are you, as the 10-year-old, yeah. being like, Bulbasaur is seed. Uh, Professor Oak, how many paragraphs do I have to write? And will this be graded? Can I do one paragraph for each Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur? That's three. Wikipedia does. Uh, but anyway, let's let's break them down. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it is funny that, well, Bulbasaur being number one, but in no way being number one, I think is, is fitting. Bulbasaur <laughs> is the underdog. I only started liking Bulbasaur uh, when we got Chikorita because I was like, oh, no, this is the worst starter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did actually start Chikorita. So, um, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't choose between Totodile and Cyndaquil. I guess I'll just choose Chikorita then. I also chose Chikorita. 
What? Yeah. That's like being like, oh, I honestly, have I have the unpopular, milk. I have the unpopular opinion. I think Chikorita is the best starter of that, uh, that generation. Well, we'll get to that in eight <laughs> years, but <laughs> yeah. that's like yeah. you get chocolate milk and strawberry milk, and you're like, uh, I can't decide, so I think I'm just gonna have water. <laughs> but Gross. that's exactly what I would choose, actually, because I think strawberry milk and chocolate milk are uh, horrible. Yeah, it makes me uh, it's too sweet. Just yes. like this little bubby, Bulbasaur. Too sweet. Or uh, does anybody want to try and pronounce its um, Japanese name? Yeah. Uh, Fushigidane. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Fushigisan and Fushigibana, which I think translates roughly to, I, I know no Japanese, um, mystery seed, <laughs> uh, mystery grass, and mystery flower. Yep. Um, which, uh, you know, then of course in, in English, Bulbasaur, uh, bulb for the bulb on his back, um, sore for dinosaur, um, Ivy for the plant Ivy. And then, uh, Venusaur probably after the Venus flytrap. Um, mm. there is actually a Venus flytrap Pokemon later on. So yes, there is, um, uh, Venus, of course, being uh, the, the Venus flytrap named after the the Greek god Venus, uh, who was born from the the frothy foam that came from the ocean after uh, Zeus chopped off his dad's dick. So, <laughs> so is that where Venusaur comes from? <laughs> yes. Oh, the dad dick Pokemon. Yeah. The frothy dad dick Pokemon. Yeah. I think oh, that's man. I think that's how uh, that happened. It's I haven't looked into Greek and Roman mythology since uh, high school. Man. Guys, I'm starting to like Venusaur. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, no wonder no one chooses Venusaur. <laughs> I mean, Venusaur does not look any anything like uh, the the Greek beauty uh, god of love, Venus. Well, not god of love necessarily, god of lust. So. Oh, dang. That dicks. Yeah. But uh, Bulbasaur, I picked, like, my favorite Pokedex entry because there's so many, and they basically all say the same thing. But this one was a little different, and it came from a ridiculous game, too. Nintendo 64's Pokemon Stadium, where it says, The bulb-like pouch on its back grows larger as it ages. The pouch is filled with numerous seeds. (laughs) Okay, so that's where the seeds come uh, come to play. Yeah, so he's, I, got, he's full of seed. And I guess it, it makes sense because um, in the anime, when he uses leech seed, it comes out of the, the, the tight little bulb hole and uh, <laughs> it latches itself squarely on Venonat's head. So Weird thing. Is that his butthole? Bulbasaur? Uh, no. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Pokemon uh, ec- ec- make excrement. But I, it's kind of well-known. Doesn't like Stunky fart? Because it's like Pokemon <laughs> cry as a fart. Stunky does <laughs> fart. Um, so, uh, I mean, Stunky has a butt, obviously. I think okay. you could actually see the, the little... Um, butthole in his uh pixel art so 
And I think Bonsley has a butthole too. No, there are definitely well a known. few Pokemon that have buttholes. Definitely okay. a few. We're gonna have to look into this for next episode. Like what's Rog and Rolla's first evolution? Uh Boldor? Yeah. No, the, no, the that, first the baby one. I think Rog and Rolla? It's the one it basically just looks like it has a butthole on its face, but Oh yeah. Uh that, yeah, so is what's that, up? Is that uh I'm thinking of different Pokemon, I think. The one that goes into Boldor and then Gigalith. That's the one, yeah. Okay. A rock and Roll is the name, I think, of the of the first oh, evolution. Of the little baby. I just remember naming him Butthole. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. But uh, some interesting facts about Bulbasaur. Did you know that in 2016, an Australian restaurant called Down and Out created a range of Pokemon-themed burgers each with their own twist, and one was an homage to Bulbasaur. It was the mouth-watering item that had green buns, and it even had Bulbasaur's like face on it. Ew. And Aww. I don't think it was a veggie burger, which was like, it was right there. Okay, yeah. here's my thing with that. So Bulbasaur is a grass poison type, so I get it that the, the, the buns were green, but does that mean I'm going to get food poisoning if I eat this burger? Um, only if you eat the, the, uh, poison parts. <laughs> it's like Homer in that episode with the blowfish. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like to imagine that, uh, you know, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur clearly, um, an animal with a plant. Not, so the, the, the meat part should be fine. Although it's kind of like a toad. So maybe it is poisonous. I don't know. Um, it's cute though, because, um, it has a piece of spinach stuffed into the back of the bun. Just a so it's got like a little plant. No, no, not spinach. Like a, what am I saying? Uh, broccoli. Oh, so it's got like a little sprout on its back and apparently it tastes like a Big Mac, but they, yeah, we'll talk more because they also did a Pikachu and Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of adorable. We'll have to like post it on the the gram. I, I need to actually visit this restaurant now. It's in Australia, so all right, let's do it, guys. We'll take daycare to Australia. And also, I think it was in 2016. So, <laughs> I mean, famously, the the Wayne Hills Diner had um, a Pokemon <laughs> uh, kids meal. Uh, they did right yeah. next to the cat dog and the Hey Arnold. <laughs> probably just as official and as uh this down and out burger man what a depressing <laughs> name for a fast food place down and out burger i like it i think that's actually a really good name imagine ordering from the dollar menu of the down and out burger <laughs> it reminds me of um when uh we were kids and uh none of us were 21 yet justin had this story about how he was gonna go uh to dad bar and order his first drink and and say oh, you want to hear a joke about my wife <laughs> <laughs> and that would have played really well in dad bar yeah and so that's the kind of place that the down and out burger is a place sure for it newly 21 year olds to talk about how hard it was working at the GameStop that day. <laughs> um, other stuff about Bulbasaur in Ireland, 
The Automotive Association, or AA, warned users whether catching a Bulbasaur is worth a potential court appearance or fine of a thousand euros. Wait a second. (laughs) And that was to discourage people because apparently they had a problem with people playing Pokemon Go while driving. So there was like legit Bulbasaur ads being like, your choice, Bulbasaur jail, (laughs) which means Bulbasaur is a fucking narc. Another reason to not like Bulbasaur. Dude, and you know what? I just remember now that we're going back to, to like other countries and all that. Um, there was a period of time where Bulbasaur couldn't be traded because of its English name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because uh the word or the the the, the word S A U means swine in some other language. I think it's German or something. And poor Bulbasaur couldn't be traded. Man, like he's the least big starter, couldn't be traded, couldn't do anything fun. You know, he has to be the traffic cop. <laughs> like for a little guy. Yeah, but he overcame all of his uh, adversity. Did he? That's that's why I like him now. He's a scrappy boy. I never <laughs> I never I never liked the underdog, but uh but now I do. Also in the anime, he was like really just the get shit done Pokémon on Ash's team. Yeah, and you know, if Ash wasn't there, he'd be like, you know, I don't care if I ever see this uh, this man again. I'm just going to live my life. And if he comes back, I'll be happy. But but if not, you know, let's not be depressed, Charmander. Let's get shit done, Squirtle. Um, yeah, he had um, he had a great personality. Um, I've been seeing a lot uh, of the the screenshot uh, from the Island of the Giant Pokemon episode. Oh yeah, where uh, Squirtle was asking him to talk to that giant Venusaur, um, saying, "Oh, you guys are family. You'll get along." And then Bulbasaur <laughs> just says, oh, "I have no family. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, a mon of the world." And Charmander <laughs> says, "Oh, that is so cool." And Squirtle says, "Oh man, you're just, you're just chicken shit." And <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, uh, Bulbasaur took his uh, fear and turned it into something that made him cool. Yeah, he because he appeared first in I think it was called Bulbasaur in the Hidden Village, yeah. where it was like a small village of grass Pokemon that were hurt from like trainers battling them or trying to like catch them. And some girl named I think Melanie, Melanie, who of course Brock just started like jerking it once he walked it was like oh girl and like brock brock's like pretty fucking problematic like he is the horniest thing on a kid's show yeah but he's actually like you know he just uh got his first pube so (laughs) (laughs) and it's crazy because i don't even know how he like can see a girl with his eyes closed all the time um just uh just their their sound and their smell gets him there. I was gonna say the pheromones. Yeah. That's what that's what gets him every time. If he opened his eyes, he might uh just explode. His dick will rocket off his body like <laughs> one of those balloons. It'll be like fire away. That's a good Pokemon move. <laughs> Cock rocket. <laughs> <laughs> diaper beam that's a different <laughs> but yeah and then uh after bulbasaur did not evolve because there was a tearjerker of an episode where he refuses to become an ivysaur 
and later gets sent back to Professor Oak's lab where he um, watches over the Pokemon there because he's just like the big brother yeah. of all Pokemon. He's he's basically like the the real um, MVP Pokemon uh, care expert for Ash. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he should uh, get paid, you know? He... He's uh, making all the Pokemon uh, get along. He's um, he's guarding them in case uh, Team Rocket ever appears. Um, you know, Professor Oak's never in the lab anymore ever since Ash left on his journey. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's too busy fucking Ash's mom. Exactly. So, um, he's probably even taking care of, like, Gary's Pokemon uh, he's probably, uh, you know, cleaning the place. He's probably paying the bills. Uh, <laughs> he's probably um, making uh, the the payroll for the, the other two aides in the office. He's uh, dusting off the third Pokeball of the uh, Pokemon that uh, don't get chosen at the beginning of the, the, the game. I heard he um, upgraded all of... Professor Oak's uh, QuickBooks from 1998 to uh, 2004. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I was going to say, now that's impressive. That that doesn't make you want to choose Bulbasaur, man. I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, let's not go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But he he put up solar panels so that uh, uh, the lab is uh, totally green now. Man. That's pretty good. I mean, he's still good, but how do you, I mean, you got to do that to compete with squirtle and charmander something i just remembered from the anime as well it doesn't have anything to do with ash's bulbasaur but in the episode where uh ghastly is spooking them uh he uh combines venusaur with blastoise to make venusdoise do you remember I all about that do you remember venusdoise no. i'm looking pretty cool i'm looking at pictures of him right now he's um you know, non-canon uh, hybrid Pokemon, probably the first and only um, combination like that. And here I'm actually seeing um, Blastoise and Venusaur back to back as they're fusing. And Venusaur standing on his hind legs is taller. Yep, and- I'm looking at this picture too. I was just going to mention that. Like, holy cow. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like him standing up. I yeah, hate he- it. He- um, he looks like he's really naked. Right? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> he looks like a fat guy, and his like like his dick would be covered by his belly. Oh, I yeah, really the don't overhang. like it. <laughs> it's like sumo wrestler esque, and he's got like elbows and shit. Oh, and also like I don't like that the the uh what would, what do they call it? Venostoys is just blastoise with a flower on top of his shell. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Man, I th- like I I, I know. I know that um, the the guy who who drew the Pokemon in the beginning, I, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, 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 shoot, Ken I, Sugimori. Yes, he hated uh, Venusaur the most because he was very difficult to, to draw. Yeah. He's he's pretty intricate in his design. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff there. so um. And also, you got to think about it. Let's say you get some nice paper. You, you're working on your pencil. You, t- you start inking. And you work on this incredible portrait. 
and it took you eight hours. But then at the end, it's just Venusaur. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine if you spent eight hours and you got like, oh, man, look at this. It's a Nido King. He's so cool. He isn't drooling at all. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have like warts all over his body. Oh, yeah. Droopy eyes like he just smoked the the devil's <laughs> lettuce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Pokedex says nothing about all the cum in his back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that Venusaur was drawn first and then Ivysaur and then Bulbasaur? No, that makes sense. Uh, I guess you would want to see where he ends up first and then work your way back. But I mean, come on, Bulbasaur is uh, so adorable. I think that design is just like, I, I mean, that's that's what I want all Pokemon to look like. Bulbasaur is basically the apology for the previous two drawings. Yeah. <laughs> He's nah, like, fuck, honestly, I put this into the world. I need to right the wrong. I like Ivysaur the best out of the three of them. Just appearance, appearance-wise. Well, Ivysaur does make an appearance in uh, Smash Brothers as one of the uh, three uh, mons used by the Pokemon trainer. Right. Weirdly and- enough... Uh, all three evolutions are the only full set of evolutions to appear in um, in Smash as a franchise. Okay. Because Bulbasaur is, I think in Brawl, is Bulbasaur a Pokeball that you can throw? I don't know. Well, Bulbasaur, then, Bulbasaur was in Melee and Brawl as trophies. Yeah, and then Venusaur pops out of the door uh in the pokemon level in the first smash brothers yeah as well as like I mean, electrode and when it Charmander. when it comes when it comes to smash brothers i i most of my time as a a young boy playing that game was spawning pokeballs or being on a stage where i turned every item off except for pokeballs and just wailing them at uh, computers or my brother if he was uh, playing against me. And we just were basically Pokemon battling the entire time. <laughs> I remember online there'd be insane, insane uh, steps. And it's like you got to do a thousand battles and you have to win without getting hit as Mewtwo. And then press this, this, and this. And then it'll unlock every Pokemon to play as. <laughs> In Smash Brothers. Yeah. I, I've i watched videos of all of the Pokemon um, theories over the years. Uh, you know, the fake um, stories that kids would tell each other on the playground. And I remember so many of them. It's hilarious that these um, completely fake ways of playing the game were uh, perpetuated across, like, basically the entire uh united states urban legend yes urban legend it all started with mew under that truck and peekaboo and yeah yeah absolutely i remember those peekaboo of course being uh before uh gold and silver came to the united states uh there was a leaked picture of Merrill and people went nuts trying to figure out how to catch uh quote unquote Pika Blue in the game. Oh, that's the first time I'm hearing about that. Yeah. Crazy. Some fun times on the playground. Yeah. But um so Ivysaur, I think we're there in in the uh the middle. Um 
that's when you first get a peek at the flower that will soon grow to be Venusaur, which is the Rafflesia plant, uh, better known as the corpse lily, which yes. is ugh. <laughs> it's it's named after the corpse lily. It's named the corpse lily because it has a highly unpleasant odor that smells like rotting flesh. Yes. <laughs> It smells like that to attract um, flies and uh, other bugs uh, into thinking that there's uh, carrion to eat. And then they go in there and they they sniff around and then they um, pollinate. So, um, I mean, at at least it's, uh, you know, that that stinky smell gets it laid. (laughs) (laughs) By bugs. I was going to say, so so, uh, the Bulbasaur family loves its bugs, huh? It I sure wants a good weedle in there or something. Yeah. And then of course, thanks to its poison typing, um, grass is usually weak against bug, but uh not Bulbasaur and family. Uh, and he was the only cool. uh multi-type out of the double typed Pokemon out of the starters. Yeah. Originally. Yeah, and um you know, usually uh the poison type is uh you know, it's sort of a, a liability sometimes, but I um, I really like it on Bulbasaur because in the beginning of Red and Blue, uh, you're fighting Weedles from um, and and Nidorans that'll have Poison Sting, and they poison you all the time. But of course, Poison type Pokemon cannot get poisoned, so I th- I I think that was. Uh, amazing and then of course it's poison typing means that it's also not weak to poison uh which grass is usually weak to so do you guys believe and this is something i i from what i've learned i believe this is what was programmed into the game that um easy medium and hard is programmed into Pokemon based on your first choice. And it goes in that order. Of course, when you pick your three Pokemon, whether you pick Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur being easy, Charmander being hard. I uh, never subscribed to that. um, Really? For a a long time. And it was just because I... um, uh, you know, people had been saying that for a, for a while, and uh, it, it made sense that um, Bulbasaur being strong against Brock and Misty would be uh, the easiest choice. But also with the poison typing, um, really, if you have trouble with poison, makes Verdian Forest even a breeze. Yeah. Um, the reason why I didn't uh, go for that is because... Um, I always thought that Charmander had a big buff in the fact that he could really absolutely kill every single bug type in the 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 first part of the game. Um That's and true. then um uh also Bulbasaur really doesn't learn Vine Whip in red, blue, yellow until level 13. So sometimes you'll be at Brock before he learns Vine Whip, in which case he absolutely sucks for Brock. But um, which is now Brock's fantasy? He just wants somebody to suck for Brock. Yeah, yeah. you suck for Brock. You <laughs> suck for Brock. Uh, 
But then Sorry. I just I, I I started playing it again um, and realized how hard it is in the beginning as Charmander against Brock and Misty, and so I definitely uh, just was uh, coming at it from a, a Squirtle uh, player. Squirtle is really good in the first part of the game, and I really do think that um, Squirtle is the easiest, but um, Bulbasaur has some major advantages, and it's kind of a toss-up between which one of those two is the the easy, and uh, Charmander is definitely hard. Yeah, especially, I mean, once you get to the third gym, you're at Thunder, so Bulbasaur doesn't really have any disadvantage there. Yeah, uh, and you get Squirtle Wood, but Diglett, man. You get Dig in um, Cerulean City, so mm-hmm. Bulbasaur can't even kill um, Lieutenant Surge. Not that. Um... Wait, no, I don't. I don't think he learns Dig, so I might be wrong. But yeah, Diglett's cave is right there. So if you're having a hard time beating him with Squirtle, you could just catch a Diglett, and you're uh, made in the shade. So I love that Diglett. Yeah, I can't wait for you to gush all over him in uh, when we get to him. I love that guy. Yeah, uh, he's a sweet boy. So what else do we have? I'm going through my little thing of, of uh, facts. Like females, female Venusaurs have um, a golden seed yeah. on the center of their back. That's cute. And not only yeah. that. Uh, a little love button. Most most Bulbasaur, <laughs> Ivysaur, and Venusaurs are male, so you only have a twelve point five percent chance of getting a female. So the first time I ever chose a Bulbasaur, I got a female, and I was like, "Heck yes, this is so rare. He's my boy." And then he like died instantly. I'm like, yeah. "Great." Actually, he's my girl. I should say she's my yeah. girl. <laughs> and that was in your Nuzlocke, right? Oh yes, no, 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 oh, no. not my Nuzlocke. This is like when I when I, the first time I, I chose a starter for um like when I got to choose a Kanto starters in another game. Oh yeah. Uh, and I chose Venusaur and it was female and I was so happy and then it died instantly and I'm like, all right, to the box you go. <laughs> oh, see? That's Venusaur. Yeah. Poor baby. I, I felt bad in retrospect, but Yeah. Two two things I have to say about that. I think they made all the starters more um male because they didn't want you to because um Pokemon eggs um they take the species of the female. So maybe they didn't want you to to breed them too much. But another thing that I realized is speaking back to that Rafflesia plant, um, one out of 10 of those are um, female as well. So huh. it's a, a majority uh, male plant as well. That's interesting. Dude and, plant. Yeah, dude plant. Um, another thing, uh, just a little fun fact. Um Pokemon genders, other than the Nidorans, were introduced in Generation 2 because Pokemon breeding was introduced in Generation 2. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure out a way of... Because um, you can trade between Generation 1 and 2 uh, to a certain extent. And they had to figure out a way how to determine what Pokemon from Generation 1 once traded over to Generation 2, which ones would be male and which ones would be female. So what they did is they looked at the defense stat of your Pokemon. And if it was, if it had a good defense, it would be a male. And if it had a bad defense, it would be a female. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the cases of sexism you can find in uh, old school Pokemon. 
Pokemon with bad defense stats would be female. Nice job, Nintendo. Making me love you even more every day. Keeping Peach in the castle and the lady Bulbasaur's Oh, man, we could have a whole podcast about the sexism in Nintendo games, you know, just alone. Yeah, (laughs) catch our second podcast. That's insane. Yeah, it's one of the things that I learned over the years that I uh, was never able to forget. I would never be able to forget that. Damn. Done dirty. Yeah. But um, what else I got? Only other thing I have is that uh, Venusaur, I was going to say the fact that Ken, it's his least favorite Pokemon to draw. I yeah. Think it's the hardest one to draw. I think he just hates it. Because, <laughs> like, think about the first 150. What do you think is harder to draw? A Tangela? That just seems like it would suck. Nah, dude, because a Tangela, you just scribble and you're done. That's no, you easy. Don't. It's yeah, got you a do. weave. It's got a weave. Oh. In and out. I mean, Venusaur and Bulbasaur, they're they're pretty popular. Uh, they're kind of iconic, um, being number one, two, and three. So he probably had to draw it a lot. And he was just guess, like, I'm yeah. done with this. Give me that little curly babe. I remember, um, you know, Dave and I were trying to draw the first 150 uh, Pokemon. And I remember I was trying to draw Ivysaur. And I just had to put down the iPad so many times because... Like at face value, you look at a picture of an Ivysaur and you're like, oh, that's simple. But then when you're actually doing it, you're like, no, this is so difficult. Just because I think the problem for me was the ratios of the leaf to the plant to his body is just really complicated. And you don't really think about that when you're just looking at it. Yeah. I didn't even get to Ivysaur. I just drew a Bulbasaur with a big ass. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hot. I think a good indication of how hard it is to draw a Pokemon are, uh, is... Um, you take a look at their uh, back sprites from Generation 1, and if they suck, then they're probably hard to draw as well. <laughs> you know what? That is that is a great point, because I'm looking at the Ivysaur one right now, and I'm like, that just looks like a blob to me. Yeah, yep. it's nothing. And then yeah, Bulbasaur from behind looks like a sweet man, a sweet, <laughs> a sweet baby boy. Sure. So Generation 1 Sprite Ivysaur is actually standing up on its hind legs. Yes. And that's actually one of the Pokedex entries is that as um, the plant grows, he actually loses the ability to stand on his hind legs. Right. So. Um, that plant is just too heavy. Yeah. Too and heavy then when, with stank. When Dave was talking about the uh, N64 uh, Pokedex entry, I was just thinking of like, uh, something that my brother told me the other day about uh, lobsters, which are uh, functionally immortal, but as they uh, grow in size, they just can't find enough food, so they just die of starvation eventually. Oh my god! <laughs> so I like to uh, headcanon that uh, if a, a Venusaur is uh, is too old and uh, too full of nutrients, that he just uh, can't move anymore and basically just becomes a stinky reflasia plant <laughs> you know venusaur well bulbasaur is cute and somehow they were able to translate the cuteness into the live action uh detective pikachu movie and i remember twitter blowing up when the trailer came out and everyone's like i will die for these bulbasaurs they are adorable yeah and the translation worked uh something i learned recently is that there was concept art for venusaur 
And they cut him from the movie because they were like, this is going to scare the shit out of kids. <laughs> They're like, they couldn't make Venusaur like a tolerable thing to look at with human eyes. He's hardly tolerable to look at even as a cartoon drawing. But imagine that for real. They were like, hmm, how moist do you think we should make? And they're like, this is a bad idea. We need to stop. <laughs> they for have like me, a, a Photoshop moistness slider. Dude, <laughs> they're like, it's the boils that get me on Venusaur. I'm like, dude, nah. Like, you need to get those taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, he's obviously um, modeled after a frog. Right. So uh, frogs really don't look good moist or... Uh, crackly and dry so (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have nightmares tonight about what uh detective pikachu venusaur looks like yeah um Um, so i have um well actually if you guys have more to talk about because i have some fun questions about uh bulbasaur yeah hit it that we can go through and then i have um a special segment that i'd like to end every pokemon family with so ooh, i like it um sounds good so let's do some questions first that I want to, I just want to kind of like dish with you guys about. So uh, first question, which this one I actually got from Yahoo Answers. Uh, could a vegetarian eat a Bulbasaur? Um, no. Yeah, definitely not. He's part frog. Um, I think uh, vegetarians are, um, I mean, uh, it's either for health reasons or for uh, moral reasons. And I think that uh, either way, um, if you're a vegetarian because you want to be healthy, uh, it's a poison type. And, <laughs> Good uh, point. <laughs> and if you're doing it for moral reasons, you're not going to eat a Bulbasaur. So <laughs> maybe you could have uh, its leech seed or razor leaf after it uh, performed it upon you. Or what you could do is you can get a uh, one of those veggie burgers from that place that makes Bulbasaur burgers and then call it a day. Yeah, that's that's your best bet. Model All your right. vegetable after a Bulbasaur and uh, chow down. Legit. Uh, so this is one that I came up with that just these are things that bothered me. Um, what are the seeds on its back for? Uh, because like we know from Pokemon that a Bulbasaur hatches out of an egg. But we know from seeds that seeds are used to propagate. Is that the right word? I don't know. To, to yeah. create new species. Yeah. So uh, the Bulbasaur is born and then the seed gets planted on its back by its mommy and daddy. Gross. So that's that's um, I think the Pokedex entry states that it it's um, planted on its back when it's born. Yeah, and it uses those seeds to for for energy, and um, it like absorbs from the plant that absorbs energy from the sun to keep it growing and moving and things of that sort. So that's that's yeah. what I think what the leaves are for. Just uh, the seeds are for. I think um, without those seeds, I don't know if a Bulbasaur would survive. So it's not like a sex seed. No. Nah. Um. <laughs> I th- I think after the mommy and daddy make an egg and that egg hatches, then they uh, unleash the seed on its lower back, like you said. Oh. So does, so if you so get does a daddy seeded, Venusaur? Like... So does a daddy Venusaur just come seeds? 
Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, other question. I think we talked about before. Does a Bulbasaur or a Venusaur's flower get pollinated? It does. And how does that work in Pokemon? I well, told her- you guys a Weedle gets up in there, does its little wiggle dance. Maybe uh, maybe a little a uh, Beedrill. Or a Beedrill. Yeah, that's a good one. Pombi. Oh, yeah. Vespa Queen. Oh, Vespa Queen's all up in there. Oh, um, the pollen attacks that uh, Bulbasaur and Venusaur can use are um, Stun Spore, <laughs> uh, Sleep Powder, and Poison Powder. And I think the sexiest one of them is the Sleep Powder. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I think sexier is stun because mm-hmm. like, you know, like you ever see somebody and you're like, ooh, stunning. <laughs> yeah. I'm paralyzed by your beauty. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, I changed I change my answer. Uh, This one is just kind of like this. These are two questions that I want to ask to end every kind of segment. Unless you guys have anything else to share about these three Pokemon. Um. I mean, the only other thing I really wanted to say is that um, I did recently beat Pokemon Blue with uh, Bulbasaur and family, and I thought it was going to be a a, a huge struggle, but um, he's actually really good, Uh, especially in Generation 1. There's a lot of cool things that you can do that you can't do in other generations. Um, uh, Specifically, I love the fact... uh, the two things about Venusaur, two moves that he learns, um, uh, sleep powder and growth. Uh, when you're battling Pokemon, one of the best things that you can do is uh, a setup phase so that you can steamroll your opponent's entire team. Um, and sleep powder in generation one is pretty accurate. Uh, and sleep lasts uh, a lot longer and the opponent, uh, opponent Pokemon can't move when it wakes up like it can in other generations. So um, my strategy was um, 1x accuracy, which is uh, broken in the first generation, means that you can no longer miss any move ever. Uh, endless sleep powder followed by six growths and then absolutely destroying the team with the Mega Drain. And of course, Mega Drain is a... Um, gets all your HP back and um, it can't uh, or it can crit, but it has a lower percent chance of critting next to um, razor leaf. So crits in generation one are bad after you've set up because it ignores all of the, um, all of the, the stat boosting that you just did. So um, thankfully um it was a it was a really good combo. It was, it was pretty broken. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, and then, of course, in the first generation too, uh, special defense and special attack were the same stat. So growth raised both of them because special oh, nice. the first generation is uh, both your special attack and your special defense. So Bulbasaur was very strong in the first generation, and that's something I wouldn't have known if we didn't do this podcast. I love that we're learning together. <laughs> Me yes. too. So these are, I think, the final stats that we can do. So one out of ten, how freaked out would you be seeing this Pokemon? 
So we uh, have to answer this question for Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur? Yes. Okay. Bulbasaur, I would have a grand old time with. Ivysaur, I would I would be okay with. It wouldn't like impact me uh, positively or negatively. Um, Venusaur, I'll never want to see in my life. Like, I just don't ever want to see that creature ever, ever. So give a score one out of 10 for the whole family. The whole family? Oh, that's hard. I think just because Bulbasaur is so cute and carries the weight, I think I'd like to see this Pokemon maybe like a six or a seven out of 10. 10 being the most horrific. No, 10 being the the least horrific. No, oh, okay. 10 being the most horrific. Oh, the so most like horrific? A, Come like on. A three? Okay. So a three, yeah. Yeah, we're going by nightmare power. Nightmare 10 power? is ultimate nightmare. Okay, so for the whole family, I would say, dude, man, that's hard because Venusaur is so hideous, man. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think he, just because of how awful Venusaur looks, I think it brings the whole family to a four or a five for me. All right. Peter? Um, I think one of the Pokedex entries says that domesticated Bulbasaur are very nice, uh, but wild Bulbasaur are um, pretty territorial. So I would uh, respectfully uh, give Bulbasaur a wide berth. Um, I, would, I would give it a, a the entire family, maybe like, a, you know, a, a respectable um, five or six um, because of its uh, wild, aggressive tendencies. Um, I was at a seven and then I learned about their wild, aggressive tendencies. <laughs> so I'm going to go eight. Okay. Because imagine like going for a hike and bumping into a Bulbasaur and being like, please suck the poison from my body. <laughs> um, I mean, also the fact that it is, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a tall guy and it is uh, a, a full head above me. So yeah, um, fuck that. And, and also, about I'm forgetting it's, it's also a poison type. So like, I mean, got to be careful around that thing too. Yeah, I like to drink my poison, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last thing, could you kick Venusaur's ass? No. No. Yeah, I'm going to say no on that. That's he something could, we're going to go uh, through. He could blink and have me faint. <laughs> yeah. All he That's has crazy. to do is, um, you know, shake his little leaves and I would be uh, convulsing. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last thing, I did a little research and did you guys know that in october of 2000 uh nintendo pokemon game freak started scooping up pokemon domains and they had them all linked to the main pokemon website okay but before that <laughs> before that people owned pokemon domains so i am on the way back machine and i have figured out what these websites were and i'm come to come back and let you guys know what i found so ivysaur.com was always just like a, a an, an x like a pink 8-bit x for a while venusaur didn't exist but bulbasaur.com is a personal blog for a teacher who would write fan fiction about phantom bulbasaurs and talk about his sad life oh and wow. it's very cute but uh here's a little bit so i'll, I'll share with you uh, and if you're hitting this site, you must have just found it. You like the links, or you just love Bulbasaur. Also, it's like a GeoCities page. The background is a purple star, starry night, 
and uh, there's a Bulbasaur JPEG. It says, no matter what the reason, thanks for coming here. My own little soapbox to tell the world about me, a teacher. Anyway, we have a couple of guest writers to check in the in the links. Two writers to be exact. Okay. I've been hanging out with elderly people in Oakland, Chinatown lately. They have a lot of energy and spirit. They do their Tai Chi. I do mar- martial arts practice, and we all have fun. Winky face. He's fucking the old people. Uh, <laughs> the harmonica's really coming along. Can't do any trick notes yet, but hey, I'm still just a beginner. Uh... Yeah, and then um, update on May 2nd. Hey, loyal and transient fans, some funny news. Nintendo of America says I w- they want the name Bulbasaur.com, and I have to give them the site. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much longer the site will be active, but this project uh, sure has been interesting. Thank you for your patronage, and keep living life and every day to your last, like as Aww. it was your last. The Menace of the Phantom Bulbasaur. A funny thing that happened on your way to the Pokemon Trainer Center. You were walking through the forests with your friends Winnie and Tap when you realized you weren't alone. A Bulbasaur the size of a Snorlax just came jumping out of the forest. Wow. What do you do? And that's that's the final post. Wow. Bulbasaur.com. Yeah, it's a shame that Nintendo had to put a stop to that because I thought that uh, that was really going somewhere. <laughs> I think so, too. I want to learn about the Phantom Bulbasaur. And to all the teachers out there living in Oakland. And just be the best Bulbasaur you can be. Yeah. Live every bulb a day like it's your bulb last. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to this person, you can uh, reach out to Professor Lee at Sinodragon, S-I-N-O Dragon, at Bulbasaur.com. Aw. Definitely so- no longer in <laughs> So this this person was a, a big Pokemon fan because, of course, the, the Sinnoh region is one of the regions in Pokemon. When was Sinnoh, though? Because this was 2000, so that was way early Ew. before that. Huh. Yeah, I have no idea. That's so weird. Maybe, maybe Nintendo just did like an homage to Bulbasaur.com. Do you Sweet think little they had to, Do you think they paid this person for their website? They must have, right? No, I no. don't think so. I don't think so. Nintendo is is yeah. The Sinnoh region came about in two thousand and six. So <laughs> interesting. They probably stole Diamond that too. Pearl. Yeah, they were like, "It's on Bulbasaur.com. We own it." <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think they probably copy had copyright on the name Bulbasaur. Oh gosh, gotcha. yeah. Because, yeah, like yeah. Like, for some reason, if I had, I don't know, Shrek.com, they would be like, yo, we made up Shrek. Give it back. <laughs> so Shrek.com, you say. <laughs> Aww. What's on it? It's just Shrek's website. <laughs> <laughs> Onlyfans.com slash Shrek. I, uh, very much dislike what how much of a sex icon shrek has become you know different apples and oranges and onions to different people that's going to be interesting conversation for some of the sexualized pokemon we're going to be coming up on too oof gardevoir i mean i've i've seen sexualized bulbasaur already so it starts oh okay it starts early (laughs) actually one of my favorite things is um the little uh 
succulent uh, flower pots they've made out of Bulbasaur over the years. Yeah. I love them. They're so adorable. We kind of have one. It's like a ceramic Bulbasaur and I put like a a flower that my grandmother made out of frosting in it. (laughs) And it's just there. It just hardened and sits there on on our little countertop and chills out. It's adorable. Um, Yeah. Bulbasaur. Great. Great Pokemon. Um, Probably one of the stronger starters. uh, And uh, I think... uh, deserving of the number one number two and number three spots and that's that's bulbasaur so um i mean sorry ivysaur we didn't talk about you that much but that's because ivysaur doesn't want to be ivysaur for very long anyway that is really true all of the other uh starters evolve into their final form at 36 ivysaur evolves at 32 so Mm -hmm. can't wait and doesn't require any sort of stone to do so. I think it's one of the only grass or poison types that doesn't need a stone. Uh, of the first generation, yeah, because uh, Vile Plume and Weeping Bell both need a uh, grass stone. Mm-hmm. But if you see Venusaur's eyes, it looks like he stoned enough. <laughs> yeah, stoned off the grass. Got him. Hot damn. And I don't know how we end this podcast, but... Uh, Please spay and neuter your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See ya.